Welcome to the Planet Talk podcast. We are your hosts, Gerald Trinidad and Vienna Ortiz. This podcast is your favorite place to talk all things planners and planner-related conversation. By listening to Planner Talk, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for planning while paired with conversations about hot topics in the planner community, interviews with shop owners and influencers, and tips on business and following your passion. This podcast will always give you the dose of good conversation, practicality, realness, and motivation you need to be your best self. Welcome back to the Planet Talk podcast. We are here today with an awesome guest. His name is Kane from Print Pression. You guys have probably seen him around our community. He has over 27,000 followers on Instagram. His shop is printpression.com. And today we'll be talking about hustling, innovation, and finding your niche. So excited to have you here today, Kane. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Okay, Kane. So we are going to start off with an icebreaker and it's going to be two truths and a lie. So you're going to tell us two truths and one lie and we'll guess which one is which. Okay. So let me think about this for a second. I need, hmm. So two truths and a lie. So let's see if you guys can guess. Print Pression was started when I was in college. Print Pression originally started when I was creating stickers and print pression originally started with genuine leather products. Okay. So my guess is that the lie is that you started in college. And my guess was that you started with stickers. So you guys are actually both wrong. (laughs) We originally started with faux leather. I had always been a little bit more conscious about where I sourced my materials. And honestly, when I had started, to go off my truth, I started print pression in college. So when I was looking, trying to find a planner, I couldn't find anything that was affordable because I know, you know, the spirals at that time in 2016 were pretty expensive, about 50 to $60. And then, you know, you had all the accessories and pens and all that. So I was looking for something that I could create at home. And that's where the world of traveler's notebooks kind of came in. And then I was actually looking at brands and different type of alternatives. And they were really high up there. So the next thing you know, I found myself at Joanne Fabrics picking at low um, kind of faux leather materials and kind of gauging about what would work best in comparison to like a genuine leather. And the next thing you know, I was producing traveler's notebooks and stuff for myself and printing out TN inserts. And the rest is kind of history, how the traveler's notebook and ring planners kind of spiraled from there. Love that. So interesting. Yeah, I would have never guessed that, but that's good. I know that you did start out with stickers because I remember seeing on your Instagram that you um, that you did stickers. So I kind of knew that one already. Yes. <laughs> Horizontal stickers. I was outside yes. the box even then. I, I never did the vertical sticker game. I was always horizontal stickers. I, I, so I don't cool. know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how your brain was working. <laughs> exactly. Um, Okay, so how did you get started in the planner community? So why, you know, how did you find it? And then why did you decide to start your shop? Well, it's kind of like a weird story in regards to how I found the planner community in general. So I had already found an Erin Condren spiral planner. So that was the first one that I found at Staples. And they were like 50% off, I think it was, or maybe even 75% off. Because basically the whole half of the year had already been you can't use it anymore. So that's why it justified them being 50% off. 
And so that kind of was the first like drip into the planner community. I had not looked at Instagram. I had not looked at Aaron Condren. I had not looked at really anything that was planner community, but I did make the mistake of Googling stickers on YouTube. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I was looking at silhouettes and how to make your own stickers and binge watching, creating stickers from home and hours and hours and hours of creating my own stickers. And the next thing you know, I was at, I think Michael's grabbing a silhouette and cutting my own stickers the next week. And that was the kind of rabbit hole when I went to Instagram and I was posting and then I seen hashtag planner community. And that was history for me. That was when I fell down the rabbit hole. I really found that's when I guess I got to backtrack when I said that when we started with genuine leather and stuff, it's that's when I found the world of travelers notebooks. And that's when I really exploded my creativity and the ability to kind of craft your own planner. Whereas a spiral that I found in Staples, you just put stickers to paper and you like make your list. Whereas a traveler's notebook was an endless possibility. And you literally just cut down paper to size and you create like this storyline and this theme. And to me, that was kind of what I was yearning for. Because if I'm being honest, like three months prior to that, I had started a new job. I was at, um, I was working at, it was called a DSP, a direct support professional. And so I was basically a CNA and I enjoyed the work, but I had recently shifted from retail to like medical, like basically a CNA. And I, when I was in that interview, the interview person had asked me, what is your hobby? And I was just like, I couldn't really answer. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed photography and enjoyed like artsy stuff. But when she asked me, like, what do you do for your hobbies? I was just, I was, like, I was shocked because like no one had really ever asked me that in an interview. They asked me about relevance to work and like history and stuff like that. But no one really had ever asked me like genuinely about like myself in like an intimate way like that. And it kind of like shook me when I went home because I was, I was wondering like, what is my hobby? Like, I don't have like, anything that I actively like go do every day. You know, I have photography, I have things that spark my joy, but I didn't have like a passion. And it, I don't know when it kind of shifted, but I think after that interview and then, you know, me Googling YouTube and finding these stickers, I think the world of crafting in general kind of reopened my eyes to that's your hobby. You're a crafty person. You're an artist, artistic person. Like that's what sparks your joy and before I didn't really have that definition of what my hobby was because to me it was like a very like vague thing like oh you're a crafter like that's not a hobby like you know you just craft like crafting is so vague but to me that is my hobby and like to me now I have a room of my hobbies whether it's pins and pencils and markers and stickers and overlays and washi tape and all those little things like to me that's my hobby and that is just what brings me the most joy but I think I'm on a tangent now like not even answering your question so no you're good that that's great I, I didn't know that that's so cool like I mean I love that you know you're sharing really the the root of how it all started you know sometimes there's so many things that you can do when you go to Michael's or Joanne's like for any creative person it's like overloads sometimes you're like you want to do it all and like the fact that you're like, okay, I'm going to do the stickers. And I'm like, that's totally a creative mind right there. Like, I know I get like, them. like, I saw this on the internet. I'm going to try it out. I need all the tools. And then you get home and you're like, okay, 
this is probably going to take a little bit longer than we want, but it's, it's not going to look as up. good as we envisioned. But. Exactly. Exactly. Now I know this was with stickers. Now I know that you had planners, um, ring binders. Um, how did that start? Like, did you know how to sew? Did you like, what, what was the whole thing behind that? Well, that's, that's an interesting thing too. So I started print pression when I was 23. Yes. Let me count on my fingers real quick. 28 <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. So about four years. Yeah. 23. And so from 18 to 20, well, let me backtrack. In high school, I sewed my own hoodies. I was on the home economic class, like, you know, home ec, where we you create, you cook and, you know, you you do all those things. They don't have it anymore. And that makes me sad because my nieces and nephews, they don't have that experience. But I remember like, you know, going into class, making pigs in the blanket and like doing all that. And that was my first, um, like, I guess, experience with sewing. And so we created our, our bag and, you know, your, your drawstring stuff. And that really sparked my joy. And back then, like, I had all these dreams, like, oh, I'm going to be a fashion designer. I'm going to sew my own hoodies and sew them on Etsy, and I'm going to be the best. And the reality quickly hit me in the face when it was like, my my hoodies, they, I wore them in high school. I, I was stunned. I thought I was the freshest kid on the block, all my custom hoodies. You ain't got a hoodie line like this. But it wasn't quality, you know, that you could sell on Etsy. I mean, now that I think about it, it probably could have sold it. I just wasn't confident enough. But it was one of those things that I had that interest, you know, selling it and stuff like that, but I never really took the forward motion towards that goal. And then fast forward to high school or um, college when I'm looking for a planner and I was like, oh, I can sew a square. I used to sew hoodies, like sewing a traveler's notebook and poking six holes in it and stringing it up. That's easy. If I can create a hoodie, I can do that. But if you scroll down on my Instagram, you can see the OG days. Like it is, it's, it's almost embarrassing, but I, I have pride in that to where I, you could see how far I kind of perfected my craft because it, it was bad. Like when I started on Etsy, I, I refused to sell anything pre right pre-sold. Like it would have to be what you see in the picture is what you get, like all bad stitching, wonky stitching, crooked stitching, all of it like but even at that like I was a little bit more critical on myself where it wasn't bad by any means but to me as I wanted perfection and like over the years of developing the product I learned like how to cut the edge how to paint it how to do all those things efficiently and also where it looks good and like I said if you just scroll down you can really see like the the timeline of how we evolved and we grew and we expanded and we really created went from just a hobby business to a full-blown brand. And now today I'm really proud of the company that we've really created. And that's where three, four years ago, I would have never imagined that I, one, could be a boss, but two, could be growing something that to me today, like I I don't limit myself. And so I always up my, my dreams. So it's like my dreams, what I had last year is not what I'm having this year. And the same way with in the future, I, I will always double my dreams in that regard where I'm never going to limit myself again like I used to. And where when I, you know, couldn't even tell myself what my hobbies were. Now I, I'm very confident in what my hobbies are, what I what I'm passionate about. Whereas I think a lot of people sometimes struggle with that. And because they're in the in the in between where it's there's nothing wrong with being in the in between. It's something I think that we all struggle with at times where 
you kind of lose yourself, whether that's because of life or struggles or whatever it may be. At some point, you you kind of look in the mirror and you're just like, you know, I got to focus on me. And I think that's what I did. And that's where even today, like, I, I care for a lot of people, but I always maintain the focus on myself and my personal goals. And I think that translates into, you know, everyone else its goals around me, I guess. I know that's a little bit off topic, but no, I love it. I, wow. So good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And you should be so proud of yourself. I mean, this is the thing that people are so afraid to be like proud of themselves. And I love that you're owning that. So that's, that's great. You've come a long way. You put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into what you're doing. And so literally, (laughs) yes. And I I bet you probably have all kinds of scars on your fingers, you know, from sewing, like that's a lot. And, um, it's super inspiring. And we're just wondering, like, we feel like you're the definition of hustling. I know that's like a controversial word, but it's more of like, you work, you know, you work yourself to the bone, but it's because you love what you're doing, I can tell and it shows through. And um, I guess we're wondering, like, what a typical day looks like for you, like, when you wake up, like, what are you doing? Are you creating? Are you, are you constantly working? Because I know when it comes to entrepreneurship, it can be hard to press pause, right? I'm sure you're probably like always thinking about working, always thinking about the next thing. So what does that look like for you when running your business? Absolutely. Um, I One thing that I will admit, and I had to kind of learn the hard way, especially last year and like going to this year, is that one, you can't be a perfectionist. Like you can't control everything. And two, you can't do it on your own. I may have been able to do everything on my own two years ago, three years ago, but I think my learning lesson in 2020, 2020, yeah, I'm like contemplating what year it is. I, my, I learned really the hard way in 2020 that I couldn't do it in, alone when you turn around and you're trying to be perfect at everything. You're trying to make sure everything is perfect from A to Z because that's how you want to present it. But sometimes when you're trying to stretch yourself so far, you end up actually doing a lot more harm than what you're trying to prevent by, you know, overcompensating and doing everything perfect. And I guess to answer your question, my day today starts out with, you know, I wake up pretty early and I, I try to kind of plan out my day. I, I try not to plan my days too far in advance. One, because every day changes. So things that you don't get done in the previous day, most of the time will roll into the next day. And so what I found with myself is it's hard for me to set daily goals that I won't find myself being disappointed in myself for not hitting and achieving. So what I've recently tried to do is my team and I, we have these core Monday meetings where we get out our goals. And when I say my team, it's myself, my husband, and Kaylee. So Kaylee is kind of like our office manager, helper, where she does, she's my second or my third and fourth hand basically and so that was my learning experience one was bringing on my husband to the brand and really like letting him flourish because right now I he's kind of taking over like the logistics so packing orders and making sure everything gets done where for a long time that took me so long to let go of where I'm like no you're not packing it right it needs to be folded like this like the strings need to be pulled like this. It can't be over pulled. Like I worked really hard for this. It needs to be presented right. Like if the cards aren't folded this way, it doesn't look right. And then it's, it, it was doing a lot har- more harm to myself than 
it was in regards to being able to flourish in designs and work at, focus on where we're going for like new products and development and stuff like that. And so I guess what I've learned from that is to delegate and actually use the team and your people that you have around you that are supporting you. So again, to answer your question, the, the day-to-day is really just waking up, creating my first goal. Like, what do I want to get done today? And then I will kind of create a secondary and a third goal because I always try to create a list of three things that I want to achieve and get done. Because to me, if it's more than three, it's a little bit overwhelming. And by all means, if you cross off those three, you can definitely add something. But you're going to feel a certain way when you want to take something away or you want to pretend. I don't know about you guys, but I try to check mark things off, even though I don't fully finish. I'm like, oh, I almost got that done. Let's just check it off for myself. But that doesn't actually do anything for me. So again, what I've been trying to do is just plan out my days and my goals with my three steps. And then luckily, I'm now, before when we were in Arizona, we are about 35 minutes away from the office for logistics wise. But now we're about five minutes out. So I wake up at an appropriate time. I used to wake up at 6 a.m. and try to get to the office by 7 so I could work 14 hours in the day. But now I try to wake up, you know, now I try to wake up at like 8, 8.30, you know, have my breakfast, get to the office by 9. That way, when the whole team is arriving at 9, we're all fresh because we have a 9 to 5 day. Because I feel like before 9, it's a little bit early. And here in central Illinois, it gets dark a little bit after 5. So we want to get home before 5 and stuff like that. So that's where our day starts at 9. And then we have usually our morning meeting or a Monday meeting where we're really delegating what the goal is for the day, whether to, what we want to get done, what we want to achieve, and then we just achieve it. And that's where I, what I, why I wanted to kind of have that pre-notion of my team because I could not do what I do every day alone. And especially now with everyone like praises us so much, like I have this love-hate relationship with this quote that. Kane has shipping just like Amazon. I love that, but I also hate that because it's like when we're having this winter wonderlandness, whatever it is that, you know, it's an Arctic tundra. It's, we're, you know, like, for example, on Monday, it was, ter- it was storming terribly. So I said, let's just all go home. Like, you know, I had to create that executive decision. Like, do we stay here all day and pack orders until like, you know, so we can meet that two day demand or do I be the boss that I always wanted to be and say, Hey guys, it's getting nasty out. Let's pack up. Let's go home, warm up. We can finish this tomorrow. And I think that's what I'm, again, I'm learning that you can't always be perfect. And that goes with the same thing of shipping times. Like you can't always think that you're going to be able to get 500 plus orders out in a day, It's just not feasible. And that's where I'm, I'm learning. And that's where the day-to-day task is learning each day to evaluate what needs to get done, achieve that. And then at the end of the day, don't hold yourself too accountable for what you did do or what you didn't do. Now, definitely celebrate those what you did do, but don't linger on the things that you didn't get done. Because if you do, you're going to be a full-blown ball of stress. And I've been there, done that, where I'm constantly worried about what I didn't get done. And then next thing you know, no one wants to be around you because you're always cranky, (laughs) you know, because you're like, why are you always so tense, Kane? Well, because I'm always busy and I don't, I never have time, but you do have plenty of time. It's just, you have to realize that nothing, not everything can get done. Only so many things can get done in the hours that you have in the day. And I kind of a self-care has really been in my head where it's 
if you worked your eight hours in the day and you did everything that you can, you're not a bad entrepreneur because you're not working 12 hours that day. You're not a bad entrepreneur because you're not getting every single op open order out at the end of the day. You're doing something good if the orders are coming in still. And that's where I've learned that during the day to day, set your goals, achieve your goals and just keep it moving. And I, that's kind of like the answer to the question is on a daily day basis, it changes every day. But the main like, foundation of my days is my three goals, achieving those goals and so celebrating at the end of the day, at the end of the day that I achieve those goals. So if you take anything away from this podcast today, just take that away that keep yourself accountable for your, your top three, but also don't pressure yourself too much if you don't get those done. Because life is life. Things happen like today, you lying, debacle, things just happen and it, you just got to keep rolling with the punches oh that was so good yeah that was wow so i want to bottle that up and pass it yeah. out like <laughs> totally. so good i i love your the mindset the mindset is everything mm -hmm. and um it seems like you're doing so great with that mindset because you're basically saying hey i need to do what's makes sense long term is kind of what I got out of that. Like, hey, I can work myself like crazy today, but is this going to be okay? Like a month from now, I can't continue this way. And so like your mindset shift has, it's, it's just, it's gold. So thank you for sharing all of that with us. Yeah, thank I you. love that. I've, I've ordered from Printpression a few times and every time, literally not even five minutes after I place my order, I get a shipping notification. And I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> That's me sitting there at the end of the day. Oh, another order came in. Let's pack it. Yeah. Let's pack it. Dude, and I've done it right when you launch something or later, like I'm like, oh, something came out. If it's, if it's, I always do this to myself. I'm like, if it's still there, it's meant to be most of the time. It's not, but I end up finding something else. I order <laughs> later on the day and I'm like, they're still shipping. Like, isn't there a time difference? What's going on here? So I'm glad that, you know, thank you for the fast shipping, but honestly, I'm glad that you're taking care of yourself because self-care is so important because that will mess with your mind too. And the last thing the planet community needs is a world without cane and print pression. And <laughs> we want that. <laughs> well, thank you. We don't want that. So please take care of yourself. We can wait. Well, kind of, we can wait for our planet <laughs> and all our things. So you grew your brand pretty quickly, which is amazing. And in your opinion, what do you think attributed to your growth? And do you have any tips for someone out there that kind of wants to do the same thing? Um, the individuals around me really helped me and kind of drove my goals. But from day one with print pression, I, when I say like from the, even in my emails, I always said, we, 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 and that was almost like a kind of preemptive notion of, I always pretended in a way that the brand was a lot bigger than it was. So even like when I created print pression on Etsy and we had one sale, I looked at print pression, like it's target it's print pression is a brand print pression has a goal to go somewhere. And we may have only had payday stickers, but in my head, even from that moment, I said, but one day we're going to have bags. We're going to have shower curtains. We're going to have curtains. We're going to have everything. And I yeah. think that also from day one where I packaged everything exactly how I wanted it. And that kind of goes back to when I kind of 
refused to let go of letting Craig kind of pack and take over that portion. Whereas from day one, I've always took the brand very, very serious. And it may have been in like a very light manner where I'm like, yeah, my brand print impression, you ain't got nothing on like, you know, but it may have only had one or two sales, but I had that pride and that confidence. And that may have come from previous to print pressure. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the MLM like Cincy, but I had, so I've been, I was part of an MLM that I didn't ever go like hardcore, like, you know, where some people are always having parties or everything, but I, I really loved the sense of having a product and selling it and being able to have parties and enjoy like, like just friends and also like just selling it and making money. So like that is when I created like my first business card and I designed my first logo and like um, in Photoshop. And I really played with cards and packaging and all that. So when I started print pressure, I kind of like segued off of that energy where I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this cute. Like I'm going to wrap it in, in cellophane and wrap it up with a little bow and write thank you, like with a little cutout die cut or something. And I think from day one where I never looked at myself as a small little shop like and I know a lot of people do like if they you know have less than 10,000 followers and they don't have a swipe up feature like I'm just a small shop I can't compete if you have that mindset that you're just a small shop and you can't compete you're always going to have that mindset but if you're like I'm just as big as you know that big washi company simply gilded like you know if you didn't do washi like I love Irene but what I'm saying is like if you feel like you can never be on her level and if, like if you design washington like oh but mine's not as good as hers or mine's not as like you know viral as hers you're you're diminishing your own kind of shine whereas if you sit there and say my washi is qaf you'll be lucky if you have my washi i only have 100 rolls like you want one of 100 in the world like you have to have that mindset where everything that you produce is just as good as that person that you're looking up to and that's something that I always, I think, I attribute it to like sign up, kind of my confidence in regards to where I, I don't like to self-doubt myself in comparison to other people. I, I contribute that to like my mom growing up where she was like, don't look at celebrities and stuff like as a celebrity or as a, an icon. Like my mom never allowed me to have posters in my room. Like it was a weird thing, but because she said, don't look up to someone like they're better than you. Like you, you're not going to do that. And I think from the beginning, my mom has always said, like, you're equal, like everyone around you is on the same level. Don't think you're less than or better than think that you're all equal and you're all human. And I think that from the beginning, I always contributed to again, where I'm looking at leather brands that are huge brands that have, you know, 100,000 followers. At that time, I had 200 followers, but I'm like, I'm just as good as them. I can create product and something that is just as good as them for half the price. And my customers are going to be just as happy. So yeah, they may have a hundred thousand followers and I have a thousand, but I'm just as good as them. And I'm going to make sure every single customer that purchases from me knows that I'm just as good as them. And I think that was the power of the word of mouth when I, you know, kind of exuded that confidence and I shipped out quality products, that word of mouth just like spread like wildfire. And I think that was the biggest attribution to us growing so quickly is in that time, back in the beginning of 2017, there wasn't really anybody doing faux leather planners that, you know, were pretty good quality. It was really just leather planners that were a pretty high price point. 
And so I feel like I kind of hit the perfect timing where I hit that niche where price point hit or the affordability hit like, you know, quality and they met together. And that, that alone was just really powerful in regards to people sharing that. And I think that is what I attribute most as well as, you know, the combination of big friends in the community sharing like, Hey, Kane has this really quality product. And I think that was, you know, an account for one, my hard work, but two, just not, again, not holding myself back. So if I wanted to message someone like Annie or Irene or someone like that, I just messaged them. I'm not afraid to go say, Hey, Annie, like, how are you doing? Like, my name is Kane. I just came into this community. I'm sharing my products. Like, how are you? If you talk to someone like a human and you don't talk to them, like they're some God, they're a human and they're not better than you. They still have the same anxiety, still have the same worries and stuff as you. And so it's like, yeah, you may get a hundred no's, like someone saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't share that. But if you get one yes, that one yes is going to share your product and then you're being exposed to people. So like I said at the beginning, I messaged 99% more people than I didn't message. And about that 1%, you know, replied back and gave me a chance. But again, if I never messaged Annie or I never messaged Irene or I never try to create that relationship with big people in the community, I would have never, in my opinion, been where I am today because I never would have stepped outside my box to put myself out there and say, hey, I'm Kane. I'm bringing something to this community. Hear me. Look at me. I'm I'm somebody like, look. And when you have that confidence, people look because they want to know, like, like, what is what is he doing? Like, you know, why is he screaming so loud? Like, why does he so confident? You know, when people people get that energy and people feed off that energy. And I think that is what attributed to people being excited to share the brand of print fresh and just be like, Hey, it's a low product, great quality. And also Kane's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. That was gold. Yes. Seriously gold. I feel like a lot of people want to start their own businesses and they're like, I don't know what to do, but they really know what they need to do. Most of us know what we need to do. It's just that, Number one, talking to people like they're human beings, that is so huge. I feel like so many people are so afraid to say something and it's like, no, like. Yeah, what's the worst you're going to get? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Like literally to this day, I still message influencers on it because I, my biggest thing is, especially as I'm going into the art community, I like to expose myself to artists and stuff like that. So people that aren't even in the planner community that are artists and stuff like that, I'm messaging them. They may have 500,000 followers, a million followers. But guess what? I have 26,000. So what? <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, and I received messages back that say, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't want to do that. Like, that's not my thing. That doesn't discourage me from messaging the next person. That doesn't discourage me from messaging the next five people. And it's not spammy, you know, sending someone like, hey, my name is Kane. Like, I have these great products. You, would you be interested in them? Are you, would you be willing to like try them out? I have no obligation to share, no obligation to post, nothing like that. I just want your feedback. Like, and if you provide feedback and they receive your product, like, dang, this is nice. Next thing you know, they're probably going to be sharing it, whether it's through a Facebook post or a story or something like that. And don't be discouraged if they don't. Don't be sad like, oh, I sent them product and they didn't even share it. But maybe down the line they will, or maybe they won't. Don't be discouraged about it. Just be happy that you have a product to give. And I think that's one of my biggest excitements. I always say, I'm because I am oftentimes like when people like, come into the office here or something locally 
when they're like curious about print pressing, because we have our sign, like, what is print pressing? Because we don't do any local sales. We don't do anything like that. But like, for example, the e-commerce building, they came in, or I mean, the, um, uh, the Chamber of Commerce p- committee came into our building. They were asking, like, what do you guys do? And like, I handed them a bag and a planner and all that. And I just, I told him, he was like, oh no, we can't accept that. Like, I feel like Santa. I love giving away, <laughs> like, you know, my products and not in a way of like, you know, I, because we're not, you know, a charity, we can't give away everything. But in that excitement where if you message someone and you're excited to share your product that you created, they're going to feel that energy. And if, like I said, if they don't accept it, no big deal. But if they do, not only did they, are they excited to receive a product that you created that you are, are inspiring them to, you know, be eager about. Cause like to this week where I messaged a few people and they're like, Oh yes, I can't wait to see your new mixed media inserts. Really excited to try those out. If I never messaged them, they would never be excited about a product that I have. They would never be excited about print pressing because they would never know about print pressing. But I had that confidence to say, hey, my name's Kane. I'm making this mixed media. And I send a picture of like my awful art that like I'm chicken scratching. I'm like, I'm trying to be an artist. You can see, but I'm not that good. But I would love for you to create something cool because it'll look good, but mine won't. But it's those situations where just don't doubt yourself. And again, think that you're just make your brand the biggest brand out there. Like you, if you don't think you're target, you're never going to be target, you know? Mm, So good. And that's what I call hustling with heart, like straight up hustling with heart. Like you are making things happen and you do such a great job at like feeling like target, but also you're really connected to your brand, like as a person too. And that's, that's hard. So I give you props for that because we know Kane, but we also feel like Kane ships like Amazon and Kane reminds us of like Target. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like you have a great understanding of that. And a lot of people can learn from you when it comes to that. And everything that you said is so inspiring because it's like people will look at, oh, they've already done this. And it's not to say like, oh, I can't do that either. It's just like, like you said, we're not going to compare. Everybody has to start somewhere. And everybody has their beginning. So thank you for sharing that. That's super inspiring for people out there. I loved hearing that. Um, so, okay. So I want to talk about innovation because I love to see an entre- entrepreneur innovate. I think that like, that's the coolest thing when someone comes out with their own product, new product, something that like you haven't seen anywhere else. And how do you go about innovating? Like, what does your creative process look like when you create these new products and bring it to the community? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I can honestly say I've never sat down and be like, what product can I create? And I, I mean that in like a vague kind of term, but I can say like, I've never sat down and be like, let's create a project that we're going to create this. Every single project that I've ever done, it's stemmed out of me sitting in my craft room, playing with my stickers and being like, I wish I had this. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I, you know, could find this. And either A, I go to Google it, find, try to find an alternative on Amazon or a small shop on Etsy or something like that. For example, like the 
the biggest indicator is the PP weeks, you know, so that was obviously a huge game changer for our brand that elevated us from a small daily shop to a really big brand in this community. And I attribute our growth tremendously to that too. But again, that product would have never happened if I didn't have five Hobonichis and hate every single one of them. <laughs> As I was ripping the pages apart, like, cause I accidentally touched a sticker to a page. I just, I loved everything about it, just like everyone else did, but I hated everything about it, <laughs> just like right. everybody else did. <laughs> and so it's like, I was sitting there contemplating, I'm like, okay, like what, how could I glue pieces of paper together and not make a hard bound? So like, that's how it started where I, I was just trying to create my own. I didn't have any intention to go mass produce hard bounds. Like that was the last thing it was on my mind. But as I was creating it and I was trying to look into the logistics of how I can make it in house and like gluing spines and doing all the things that, you know, would be very tedious. I started to be like a realist. And when you become in business and you start to develop and it's like where you can't do everything, you start to be a realist and rationalize that things can't just happen the way you want to, especially if you want to grow. And so with the hard rounds, I realized really quickly that we wouldn't be able to produce them in-house. So it's that's when I hit the ground running. And I think that's the biggest portion of innovating is the logistics, like figuring out how you're going to create a product, whether or not you're hitting AliExpress or Alibaba or Googling US manufacturers and Googling paper mills and all that, like you have to hit all your bases. And I think that's what I did where I first got my reality check. Okay. The hardbounds being made at our local print shop down the road probably isn't as feasible because you know, they're $25 each and then we're not making any profit. So when you break it down and you realize, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to focus on it. To me, that's how products are born. When I have an inspiring thing that I want to do for myself and then when I'm like, okay, I created myself my mock-up, like whether it's with hot glue and, you know, popsicle sticks where, where it's not anything that you could sell, but it's, it's working for me. And then I always look at that. That's my prototype where I created something that was for me that works. That's great. Here's my prototype. I won't ever show that to anybody, but then if I think it's feasible for the business, I will implement that prototype into our goals for the year. So for example, the hard bounds were those hard bounds probably took nine months to produce samples and, you know, getting everything done. When I thought about it, it, the end result product didn't arrive until about nine months later. And that's where it's in between those processes is when I feel like you're really innovating when you're looking at the community, what is missing, what can you contribute? And I think that's the biggest thing where I would say, if you're wanting to kind of create a new product or you feel like I want to bring something new to the community, sit down and craft, sit down and do what makes you happy. And then when you're looking around, you're saying, what don't I have that I need? Then that's, that's what's going to spark your kind of inspiration to create a product that isn't just a duplicate. And one of my things is I, I seen him, I think it was like a meme that was like, just because someone else does it doesn't mean you can't. And that's completely correct. Like you can, like, for example, vellum sticky notes, like those have been a huge thing in the community where somebody does them and the next thing you know, everyone loves it and everyone's doing their own designs. And that's great. Everyone has their own inter- interpretation of them. Like, and I bought 50 sticky notes from every darn shop. I have two drawers of sticky notes because they all look different. And it's like, you can absolutely 
take a twist on something that maybe not be the most innovative thing, but it's still your design. It's still your aesthetic. It's still your, your thing. Like, and people know that. I think that's one of the things that Prussian stands out the most where it's, we may not have every single product in our store is created by me from scratch, but every single product that we have is from kind of my heart and what brings me joy, what I think fits into our kind of storyline and to kind of go back to the question where it's that is why I think I contributes most to like staying innovative and staying excited is always focusing on what I want. And that kind of sounds like a little like, you know, narcissistic in a way like, oh, what I want's going to sell, but it's not. It's what you want and what you put your joy into is going to translate into a really nice product or a really nice whatever it may be. And I can guarantee you, it's just like those viral memes that are something silly that you you relate to. Someone is going to relate to your struggle, whether or not it was a washi cutter or a washi thing or whatever it may be. Someone's like, oh, yeah, I wish I had that, too. I'm sitting here in my craft room thinking, I wish I had that. Someone's going to feel exactly the way you do. So, again, don't hold yourself back too much. Don't put this massive amount of pressure. Like, you have to create gold out of dust. Like you don't like just sit down, relax, play with your planner, play with whatever you're cooking utensils and something that sparks your joy. Maybe next winter, maybe the next game changer for you. You never know. Just start with what you want, what brings you happiness, I guess. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I love yes. all that insight. Like that was, yes. that was great. Like I, a lot of things I didn't think of, like just something that you wish you had you're like I wish I had this I'm just gonna make it you know that 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 mindset again it's like I I love it I'm I'm like taking absorbing it all (laughs) like I I need like Kane's words in my ear like every day like just if you wish something that there was out there just make it yourself yeah play around and you know I and I love that you still craft like that you still make things because I feel like sometimes people have like their own businesses and they kind of get lost into the business and they for kind of like forget what they love doing or, or how it led them to having their own business. And I love that you're like, Oh, you know, you don't sit down and say, I'm going to create this. It was like you said, it was something that you wish you had and you tried out and you were struggling with and you made it easier for yourself. And in turn, you made it easier for everybody else. Like, the the Hobonichi weeks, my gosh, the paper will rip for sure, hundred percent. But I got yours as soon as yours came out. I was like, yep, need it because the other one, I don't even want to look at that paper again. <laughs> exactly, I hate the freaking what it's like water paper. I don't even know what it's called, but it's, it's the worst. Uh, <laughs> Some people love it though. I love it for watercoloring. It's great. Now, do I watercolor? No. So. <laughs> I've been trying, but it, it, it ain't working out. <laughs> it's just like, it holds, like, I mean, it, it has its its function, right? like, you know, but with, if you're doing stickers and all of that, like you created something that we all needed and we didn't know we needed. I think that that was a big part too, is like, we didn't know we all needed one. Cause I literally jumped on that one <laughs> when you like released it. I was like, I need it because I cannot look at these ripped pages. <laughs> this dark color, like what color even is that paper? It's not even white. I, I can't even. I can't exactly. Even. Yeah. So thank you for creating that and helping everybody else in the community about this. 
Now, you have developed a noticeable niche and style to your business based on the products you create. Like you create a lot of like innovative things, you know, the binders, the planners, like it's, it's almost like you're like, you're your own brand. Yes. But like you have, you create all these different types of planners for different, like, you know, there's, I, I, I tell you, the there's the people that use ringbound and there's the people that are hardbound or they use PB weeks and you've created basically your own sort of niche and I mean I'm sure you probably kind of answered that already but how do you think you developed that niche of creating planners well let me tell you was every single ounce of it was very intentional every single step was intended because like I said we're when I said I see myself as target doesn't target have everything that you need mm-hmm. you, you go into target and you got a target full of you got a cart full of target and that's where it's, that was always my goal where no matter what type of planner, because this is like kind of like my struggle where I have a spiral and A6 rings and A5 rings, a traveler's notebook, uh, what else, a hardbound, just sheets of paper, sticky notes, everything. I plan on everything in between. And that's where it's, I wanted to create not necessarily a one-stop shop, but something where when you went to our website, it was almost fun. Like it was an experience where when you go on there, you're like the endless possibilities. And in a way like this year, I think if you watched our kind of our website kind of glow up in a way this year, we've really worked hard on making sure like the tabs and this is kind of like all backend work, but like all the tabs function nicely where it just flows where all the different rings styles and planners and like we have a how-to section of like how to pick your style and how to develop your planning style and stuff like that where in regards to where you I developed a again not a one-stop shop but a place where so when you were like me and kind of discovered the hashtag planner community you were able to go to one place and I'm not saying like my current impression is a one-stop ball because it's not. It's more of like a foundation where you go get your foundation and then you open up your world to the planner community where you can go on Etsy and all these different other Shopify's and get all your bits and bobs. But I think that's where, for me, when I started my planning, I didn't really know where to go. Like, you know, you had to go to like six different websites if you wanted a ring planner. You know, you couldn't just go to one where you can get everything that you need but this year we're really having intention of adding the divider sets for the ring planners adding you know the inserts for the ring planners adding little accessories like that so you can get your foundation with us and really not feel so overwhelmed when you're trying to set up a planner because it's it can get very overwhelming when you discover the planner community or you just get a planner in general trying to set it up and that's why I'm trying to ease that almost anxiety of what do you need where it's all right there? And then I, my goal for this year is also trying to create a tab that expands just beyond our website where it kind of um, spots out like shops and stuff like that, where you can get the accessories, like, you know, fun dashboards and foiled stuff and other stickers, because I don't ever really intend on creating like, you know, sticker kits. We have like functional sheets that are stuff like that. But my goal is to really kind of, do like that double promotion where I'm promoting all these sticker shops and like all these great places where you can get these brands that are small businesses, but 
but in turn, they're equally pro- promoting me because in their promotional listings, they're using my planners, you know, like that stuff that people don't necessarily think of it. I may not be tagged in it. I may not, be, not may, it may not say this is a current Prussian planner, but when someone looks at that, they're like, oh, where's that planner from? And then they've seen another one and they've seen another one. And then I'm tagged in that third picture that they're seeing. Then they're seeing it on my website. And to me, that was kind of all the intention of when you do kind of spark the joy or the um, interest of someone that's not necessarily in their planner community, they can come to our website and get something that works for them. And that was the intention of having all the different styles. Because if you're like me, you're changing your style every darn week, depending on your attitude. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. And that's where, again, it was about me selfishly being like, I want to create a brand that I can go in and pull whatever I want off the shelf that's making me feel good that week. And that's just kind of the epitome of like what I do on a weekly basis. <laughs> I go in and create my own planner. And that's also like my downfall because I'm never in a planner for longer than a month. Like literally, I'm always doing something. But I've recently just been switching my whole setup from rings to a different color. And that's like been getting me through like my anxiety of being wanting to go to a different size or thing. I just switch my color out for the day. You guys, I'm like internally clapping right now. <laughs> Because I just love the vision. Um, it, the vision is amazing. Uh, the one-stop shop, it's its so not only smart, but so helpful. And that is so cool. I'm already eyeing those ring bound because I'm a ring girl. And I'm just like, when are we going to get something new around here? Like, what's going on? Like, I, you know? And so um, I'm excited. And I just, I just love that because people are always coming into the community and I forget that there's always people coming in and they're just like, wait, where do I start? And so that's a cool vision. That was cool to hear. Thank, Thank you, you for doing that. <laughs> where were you when the community first started? Because Vienna and I started way back when, when we had to just rely on highlighters and- <laughs> It was so boring. Yeah. Like what? It was so hard back then. Like, you know, we, we had to I, rely on targets, like one yeah. like dollar spot and things that didn't stick. It, it, it's just like, <laughs> For anybody coming coming in that's new, they can go on your in your shop and be like, "Ooh, what do I want? Do I want rings? Do I want spiral? Do I want hardbound? Like, <laughs> yeah. let me try a couple." Then it turns into a yeah. Few. It's a little overwhelming, I'll be honest. But we created the website where it literally, if you go to that how to, it really just shows you like the different styles. And to me, it's everyone has a different style. Like I'm personally, I like stuff that you can take the page out. That's why I kind of only use spirals and stuff for like memory planning or like, you know, decorating with stickers to try to be fancy for the week. But for me, the reality is like why I thrive in rings so much is I am the type that I need to take that piece of paper out. If I need to put it in my pocket for the day and carry it around, I'm going to do that. Like, you know, it's not always feasible to carry your planner around, but at the end of the day, our planner is meant for our efficiency. Our planner is meant to get our goals done. It's, yeah, we sprinkle some, you know, pixie dust on it to make it shine and sparkle. But at the end of the day, the intention is not only to bring us like, you know, joy in our, our creative abyss, but it it's like, it's meant to be productive. Like, you know, if it's not being productive, it, it's, there's, there's point to it, but it's like, you should have somewhat a, a bit of productivity into it. So it, not everything has to be perfect. Not everything has to be you know, pretty, like if you have to remove a page or rip a page out so you can get things done that day, do it. And that's what 
I would cringe if I had to rip out a page out of my spiral. So I can, you know, accept that and realize that I would refuse to do that in a spiral, even though I would need to sometimes. So I think that's where I rationalize that, like the ring planner and stuff is for me. And so hopefully, like when you go to the site, you can see that you can think about and contemplate those ideas. But I know when you fall down the planner community rabbit hole, the last thing you're thinking is what's going to work for me. You're literally buying every single style and then you're trying it out. So if you're anything like me, at, at least. Yes, totally. <laughs> um, okay. So thank you for sharing all of that. I know that some people probably have some questions for you. Um, so I wanted to see if you had some of that Q and a ready that you can, um, that your followers asked. So let's do these three questions and it's kind of like carrying off and piggybacking what we've already already talked about. So from Ali Shay Jade eight, she asked, what made you want to start your company? And really it was, goes back to when that interviewee asked me like what my hobby was. And to me, the beginning and starting of my company was something that was purely for my own joy. Yeah, I may have dreams. I may have, like I said, thought my business was way bigger than it was and pretending like it was and had this vision. But at that same time, I never, and I, I, my husband could swear on this, I always told him, this isn't a business. This is my fun time. If I make money off of it, great. If I don't, all it's all paying for itself. It's literally just paying for my time and giving me something that's value. I'm not just wasting my time. So that is what really made me start Prepression was seeking something that would really just fulfill me and make me happy. And it kind of just snowballed from there because when you're really happy and you're genuinely excited about what you're doing, you just start to flourish. And that's the biggest thing that I attribute to myself and the person I am today is that I had enough confidence, one, to quit my job 365 days, or correction, it was like 364 days exactly after I started to print pression. But that was because I told myself the moment I met my income, which was not much at all, I was on minimum wage, barely working 40 hours a week. So it was, it was a very easy goal to meet. But I was like, the moment I do, I will have the confidence to gamble on myself and just hit the ground running. And the moment I did, I literally just exploded, not only in my own joy, but like my own kind of creativity and ability to really just trust myself and my vision because it had got me this far to where I could quit my job and I could finally like have that freedom from like, you know, the nine to five and because I was always that employee that if work called because they needed you to come in, you did. Like you dropped everything. You worked weekends. You're always the one that volunteered on holidays. But that always came at a sacrifice, which was my self-happiness and like my vision for like what I wanted to do in life. Because I was always doing for everyone else versus doing for myself in regards to like doing for my boss, who at the end of the day, like at big losses, they don't care. Like they care about their paycheck. They care about whether or not the floor is being covered or at the end of the day, I cared about, you know, like my passion and what I was getting in life. So to answer that question, Allie, is what really made me want to start Print Impression was just wanting to be independent and also just wanting to have some set, sort of joy in my life. Something that I created that was only for me, that was something that I had control over. 
And that's kind of where we are today. So that answers Ali's question, I hope. And then another question from Love Always Sam's was, what inspires me to keep going on a daily basis? And honestly, it's podcasts like this that remind me that I'm doing something right, that I'm not, because I would be lying straight up if I said every day is a treat. Every day I am excited to wake up and I am ready to hit the ground running. Some days I am stressed to the max. I'm like, how am I doing this? Like, this is not what I signed up for. I am not like this huge business owner. I am a person that does what they need to do and that's it. But days, and like, for example, in tax time, when you're like trying to scramble and you're the reality of businessing like kind of hits you is when those are the days that I struggle where I'm like, okay, would it be easier if I clocked in and out? Would it be easier if I, you know, went to my nine to five? But I remind myself, it may be easier some days, but also on other days, it's going to be a lot harder. I'm not going to find that joy. I'm not going to find that inspiration to make me excited about creating something or look scrolling through Instagram and being like, oh, I love how that looks on my planner. And that also inspiring me to create more and do more. But the biggest thing that makes me excited is the PP Weeks hashtag. Like I love clicking that hashtag and just scrolling through Instagram and like looking at everybody's planners and just looking at all the inspiration. That is what inspires me most is people using my product and just thriving in it. Because to me, it's like literally that product would not be in the world if I didn't create it. And it's almost like a little bit like kind of crazy to think where it's like, yeah, this picture wouldn't even be like this Instagram hashtag wouldn't be alive. Like it wouldn't even this 30,000 different posts of using the hashtag PP weeks wouldn't even be here if I never created it. And that's to me is what inspires me most is I'm doing something that it doesn't necessarily make a change in the world, but it, it is changing people's whether that they do their task in a certain way or if they're happy or excited about doing their goals and all that. So I think that's what really inspires me most is when I see my product in use and that keeps me excited to keep going and create new products. So I think that's it. <laughs> and I have another one from Steph007plan. She says, how do we manage multiple planners? Um, you don't really. You just use one every day. You may have seven planners, but you know, just pick out one that's literally making you most inspired that day. So if like you think that purple planner with the deco and the dashboards is going to keep you going for the day, use that planner. If it's a sticky note with three lists on it for the day, use that. Don't feel like you're obligated to use one thing because I have seven planners on my desk and I use one whenever I spark and joy. Now, if I, I'd be lying if I said they're not all kind of organized in a way where, you know, like one is specific for like shop goals or stuff like that. But in reality, just because it's my shop goal planner doesn't mean that I'm not going to take that planner out for the day, put it in my bag and then create my list when I'm brainstorming for the day or creating my list for the day. I, I don't care. The only one I really care about is my memory planner. I don't use that for nothing. I just use that for stickers and my kind of recorded test because I feel like that's like 
my investment. <laughs> That's where all my stickers go. <laughs> and my stickers are expensive. So I don't like to mess them up. How many planners do you use actively? Actively on a day-to-day basis, I have my A6 rings planner, my B6 spiral, and then I most recently have my A5 ring planner. And the A6 is more so for everyday tasks like lists, bills, personal, i.e. I wrote my podcast down here, even though I was late, <laughs> like, you know, stuff like that. And then my A5 is literally for if I print something or something like that, I fold in half and put it in a folder. Or if I have like bills or projections or like tasks or like taxes, that's all kind of organized there. So like if I need something for my business or I have a thought or if like I don't want it necessarily lost in my personal slash work planner, I know it's for sure in my business planner. And then my spiral is every week I have my daily and my A6 rings. So I try to pull out my task and what I wrote down for the week and translate that into my memory planner. That way I just have like almost a photo album to flip back onto. And because also I have a lot of expensive stickers that I don't use because my writing is ugly. So I print out stickers and I cut them with what I want them to say. And then I stick them down. I cheat. <laughs> so I'm curious, you use a spiral, you said? Do you yes, a B6 spiral for my memory like, planning. I'm just curious, what cover do you have? I, I recently... You can so we... Yeah, sorry, keep cutting you off. I fell in love with this. We have this um, cover called Creepers, and it's like a kind of Halloween thing. It's purple and blue, but the colors are so vibrant. We came, we released a Park Hopper, a Creepers, and a 80s baby kind of nostalgic kind of covers. And the colors are just so vibrant. So that's what I'm using right now. Is It's called Creepers. So go to printpression.com, click our spirals, and click check out the the creepers cover because that's what I'm rocking right now it's it's really it's kind of like 90s horror nostalgia but a purple kind of recordy I don't know it's a vibe that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> yes love nostalgia I'll have to look it up <laughs> yes okay thank you so much for those questions so okay I want to know a couple things as we wrap up I want to know what do you have coming up I know you just did a huge launch with the whole lot of colors and options which I think is super cool I'm excited to go look at those um and also where can everyone find you so what's coming up is you'll just have to stay tuned so make sure you like and sign up for notifications darn darn (laughs) what I will say is we have new collections coming so if you thought this collection was good just you wait so stay tuned like us on print pression instagram youtube facebook or our website, printpression.com, P-R-I-N-T-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N.com. And it's really, I, I just think, I'm really excited for this year. I have so many things planned, especially for around our anniversary. That's the only thing I'm going to give you guys. So just hang out there. Maybe if you don't know when our anniversary is, do some snooping, do some Instagram creeping because it's going to be an epic year this year. So segue, this is just the beginning. Just, just Ooh. we'll leave it at that. Exciting. <laughs> I'm excited to see because this last collection, right? Was, I mean, amazing. Like all the colors, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like you just want it all. Everything's just so pretty. That's yes. the outcome of sitting in front of like a hundred colors 
and not being able to pick out material. And then you're just sitting there for hours and hours and hours contemplating your life. And then you can only wind it down to 14 colors. And you're like, all right, that's it. That's it. Only 14 colors. Only. You have to go on on the website and check out all these beautiful, yummy colors. They're so good. If you guys have not checked out his website or his Instagram, please go and do that. You will not be disappointed. Um, And thank you so much for coming and talking to us. This honestly was a treat. We really enjoyed it and loved everything that you said. So thank you for taking the time out to chat with us. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. It it just, it sounds bad, but I love talking about depression. I love talking about like just the journey because it honestly, it reminds me that appreciate how far you've come like you know you can pat yourself on the back every now and again you can say like wow you would have never imagined you would be here and you are and you have to appreciate like the steps that you come especially when it comes to goals like you you got to remind yourself your goal this year probably blows away your goal that you had last year or the year previous so remind yourself that that just because you set an insane goal this year doesn't mean you're you're not meeting it or if you're not meeting it doesn't mean that you're doing anything bad it just that's life sometimes and that's where things like this podcast remind me like you know after a year like 2020 where it wasn't the best where it's you're still on the right track and so I really appreciate you guys taking the time to like hang out with me and just like enjoy this moment and kind of reminisce with me and kind of walk down memory lane (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) 